Welcome to Uncurated Podcast, a show for visual artists and designers to share their experiences and learn from each other. I am your host, Kelly. On this podcast, you can expect interviews from extremely talented visual artists, designers, as well as engaging conversations about art and the creative industry, especially in Africa. Hi, and welcome to Uncurated Podcast. My name is Kelly, and I am an art enthusiast. Please go ahead and introduce yourself and what you do. Thank you. My name is Felix Sawaga. I'm an illustrator and designer. I'm more passionate about design inclusivity and conversations around humanity and for social change. Um, as it is tradition on this podcast, we like to know how every creative started and where they got, um, basically where they first got introduced into the world of design and art. So where did you start and how did you get to know about illustration and design? Well, that's an interesting question. So mine has been an interesting journey. Uh, I think from when I was little, I uh, I've grown in a society, our people around me, uh, you know, where there is a lot of kind of discrimination and you kind of grow with that stigma and grief. So I've been like saying by myself, being an introvert and just trying to find what I can do best. So through that, I started looking at what other people are doing. Uh, I would go and just look at murals on the walls you know during that time when there was a lot of campaigns of hiv and aids uh, uh yeah so those were like some of the basic things that got me started so through that i will try copy paste uh sketch things that i see on magazines and stuff and uh that's how i started so i did that and i come from a family where no one does art, so I'm the one who broke the barrier. So my parents, sometimes they were discouraging me and, you know, trying to get me to do science, get to know more about mathematics and stuff. Yeah, but uh, with time, I grew and went to high school where I started doing art and design, which I didn't know what design was by then. I knew art was an was a tool for expression and stuff so i started sketching and practicing and combining with the knowledge of historical art on textbooks and uh i was like wow i'm the next michelangelo or leonardo da vinci yeah <laughs> and, okay and i and i wasn't good with i wasn't good with proportions and stuff so there was kind of uh, the feedback that you would get from an instructor, uh, you know, sometimes they discourage you or they kind of critique your style and what you're trying to come up with and you'll get discouraged, but yeah, I still keep the vision. <laughs> okay. That's a very interesting, interesting backstory. I want to go back and ask you about um, the discrimination you've mentioned. Um, do you mind telling us what type of discrimination you're referring to? 
and maybe the area that you grew up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like briefly, just for context purposes. Yeah. Okay, so growing up, uh, I, growing up, uh, I come, I stay in Kayole. I, you know Kayole, right? Yeah, I yes. stay in Kayole. So, uh, growing up from the time I was in nursery and started interacting with people, I would uh, mix with people, and because of one or two uh, disability ish. Uh, like I used to stammer a lot. Uh, people used to, you know, when you're a kid, people joke a lot and tell you you have a big head and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so I used to stammer a lot and people would uh, stay away from me or just speak everything that is on their mind. And that would actually, you know, discourage me, cause trauma that uh, it's still with me to, until today, uh, but I'm still fighting it uh, to some extent. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> it's been interesting. Okay, so you basically found yourself using art and design as an outlet. <laughs> yes. Okay, okay. But kids can be really mean. Kids can be very, very mean. Actually, what people don't understand is, uh, you know, when you're a kid and you start being introduced to some things at an early age, you mm-hmm. know, when you grow up, you... you try to stay away from those things. So sometimes maybe people will talk Ashley or say this and that about you and, you know, you not realizing you grow up and you try stay away from them, not knowing that it affects you directly or indirectly. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Definitely being different is never really accepted in community or society. But, yeah, I mean... Look at what you've been able to create. So I guess it worked out for the best. Yes, it did. And that's why, uh, like I mentioned earlier, I'm more in- passionate in topics on inclusivity and conversations around social justice because it's the things that I see in the society which inspires me to create change. Yeah. Mm. I like that. I like that. That's quite interesting. Um, so you mentioned that you studied art and design in high school. When you finished high school, did you have any formal training or did, did you just continue teaching yourself? Well, after high school, I got introduced. Now, after high school, uh, this is funny because my dad wanted me to go and do something uh else uh, outside art because uh he knew i wanted to be an artist from kitambo but when i told him that you know i want to be an architecture he was like you know i know it's a good thing but i don't want you to go and spend like six years doing something which will come and end up regretting then i was like i want to be an art teacher because i was inspired by my art teachers and he was like your parent and those high school teachers are not there. So uh, I got to join ADMI and I was actually introduced to design then, now the design bit, because it was interesting to just be in an environment where you are inspired to learn and create. I met different people 
uh, the moment I walked into campus and started looking at the walls and I was like, I'm on the right place, but this is not what I want to come out with, you know, uh, looking at the works and everything. I knew like, okay, I'm in the right place, but I want to come up with something different. Mm. Okay. You knew from the very beginning your goal and what you wanted to get out of ADMI. Yes, I did, but I didn't know how and mm-hmm. who to approach. Mm-hmm. So in the process, I started talking to people. It forced me to start talking to people. So I started interacting and talking to people. I tried finding out how they achieved something, uh, what are the challenges, what's the secret behind this and that. And mm-hmm. I, that's how I grew. So I started doing illustrations. Uh, I was mostly inspired by uh, Omolo because he was my first lecturer introduced me to, you know, illustration. So through Omolo, I also get to know some of the people that inspire him, you know, mm-hmm. and just started practicing getting my craft you know, to perfection. Okay. Okay. Um, so I have seen your portfolio, which is actually amazing. I feel like people should see just the way you've laid out your work. I feel like it's very cohesive and there's like a flow to it, which is great. So um, I noticed something interesting. There's like a clear train of thought when it comes to your design process. I don't know if you, if you put in the effort to make that obvious or like tell us how you came up with your design process and how you approach a project. Oh, well, first of all, thank you for commenting on my portfolio. Uh, I try, I always try applying the design thinking uh, steps or aspect onto my, into my work. So it will start by, you know, research and inspiration uh then it will follow by sketches drafts then uh final stuff so my process is mostly inspired by other creatives who i look up to like malika favre uh, she's a french artist one of the best that i know and karabopopi from south africa so I've been looking at what they have been doing and uh, it kind of inspired me. And from there, I began thinking of how to approach, you know, an expression of thoughts and stuff. So it will start by digging deep uh, and trying to find out more about a particular stuff. For example, the kind of illustrations that I do, most of them are passion projects. So I would go maybe on Beyonce and Pinterest, see what other creatives are doing. And through that, I get inspired. So I try come up and bring all these concepts together, try some sketches and do some drafts, ask for feedback from whoever that I can reach out to. And through that, I perfect on you know, and going go to the next stage. That's quite interesting because sometimes as creatives, we struggle to kind of like 
put our thoughts in order because you can find you have this concept you want to do, but then finding the steps, like the smaller steps to get to where you're going becomes a challenge. So that's why I I feel like looking at your portfolio, there is a way that your mind kind of like understands the steps and you kind of like lay it out in like short paragraphs, which I think is kind of cool because everything is in context. So yeah, um, I also noticed that you are not afraid to use high contrast colors in your work. So I will obviously ask this because um, a lot of people that listen to this podcast are like beginners and they are just a few years into the design of their creative um, careers. And color is something that people are terrified of and with good reason, because it's really not easy. And when I look at your work, I feel like I like I can see that you are not afraid to use high contrast colors, which is one of the most scary things. So how did you get so confident with your color palettes and how you choose your color combinations? Well, that's also interesting. I remember my high school teacher used to describe color as the characteristic appearance of an object. Uh, so how I apply color and why I use bright contrasting colors or such stuff, uh, it narrows down to the style of my illustrations. So how I came up with my style, first of all, I was... I used to like struggle a lot trying to be like other people and just copy what they do and stuff. But I met a lecturer, a very good tattoo artist who like told me how to come up with a style. So, and this, this is how she explained it, you know? So first of all was to pick three of my most favorite creatives that I look up to, then try pick an element from each of their work and combine it with mine and see how it will come about. So most of my illustrations, that's how I come up with my style, by the way. So most of my illustrations are bright colored because uh, if you look at the three people that I've mentioned to you, Brian Omolo, Malika Fabre, and Karabopopi, uh, you will notice that Brian uses, uses a lot of thick, bright colors, uh, and Karabopopi will obviously do some sort of things that are outside norm, maybe draw an illustration with the nose being, you know, whatever style that she feels like. And when you go and look at Malika Fabre's work, it's more of geometric and minimal. So I tried all those and I think bright colors worked for me because they give me comfort uh, in as much as people say that cool colors give you comfort. I find comfort in bright colors. They are cheerful and conspicuous and at least they communicate what I'm trying to express. That's different. Bright colors give you comfort. Okay. First of all, let's talk about this tattoo lecturer. Like she teaches tattoo designs and tattoo art. No, uh, her name is Manal. Hi, Manal. <laughs> uh, so Manal is a animator or animation instructor at ADMI. So mm. she also does tattoo 
on the side. So, you know, I met her one day uh, when I was serving lunch and we started talking and I was like, by the way, I'd love to see your work. And I saw a portfolio and I was like, wow, how did mm. you come up with this? I've been struggling with this and that. So she introduced me to that process of coming up with a style. And I did a lot of practice and trials. Uh, if you've gone through my Instagram I bet you have seen, I've done like quite a number of orange illustrations and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I did a lot of drafts, uh, some that I don't even put up. And until it came to the point that I can not take more than an hour doing an illustration. So it will take me, for, like now if I do an illustration, it will not take me more than 30 minutes because I'm already used to it and it's something that, flows and I don't have to think a lot about it so long as I know what I'm doing from the start. Oh wow, a lot to unpack here. Um, first of all, she gave you such solid advice that I personally and everyone else should take into consideration, like taking bits and pieces of the people that inspire you and then putting it together with yours. I think that's how creativity starts. And that sounds so interesting. Okay. Yeah, and then um, practice, like putting in the hours. Yes, I, I used to practice a lot uh, back when I was at my Paros place. Uh, I wouldn't sleep. I would work and uh, because now I don't or I didn't have friends, <laughs> I should say that, I used to sit down and just stay on my computer and draw from morning until the next morning. Whoa. And so I will sleep like 4 a.m. and wake up at 8 and start illustrating. Uh, so it was interesting. And, you know, through that, people started recognizing my work. It took a, it took a lot of time before people start realizing or accepting my style. Mm -hmm. But there was a lot of effort that and hard work that I had to put in place so that i be where I am today, actually. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Just to be clear, we're not advocating for anyone to not sleep. We're just saying, <laughs> we're just saying that you need to put in the hours to get to where uh, you want to day, be. This days I sleep at, uh, by 10 I'm asleep because, uh, you know, at that time I was, I was driven by what I wanted to achieve at that point. So right now I can't sleep past, I can't stay you know, up late until past 12, midnight and stuff, because I'm at the point where I have things structured now. I know to balance my time and stuff. And what exactly was driving you to sleep four hours? And I mean, if, okay, if a day has 24 hours, you are basically illustrating yeah. for 20. Okay, maybe like 19. Let's give you like one hour for eating, if you are eating, that is... So what could possibly be driving you to work this hard? Uh, okay, so this goes back to how I, was, how I grew up. So like I've mentioned, I've been, I grew up uh, you know, in an environment where people didn't like me, didn't like what I do. And through that, I kind of felt like I cannot do anything so also when I was in high school, I was like, you know, man, I don't know what I want to do. I don't, 
don't know what will come next after this and that. So after I got uh, introduced to art and design and joined uh, college, I felt like I found my purpose. This is what exactly I want to do, you know? So, and because it was the only thing that I felt like I could do, I gave it my all. I said I would be the best. I wanted to be the best, not the best in the world and anything, but the best in what I do, so that at least I find comfort in myself. And with the time people start realizing how important or how creative I can be and stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, that was the drive. Wow. I love that. That sounds so inspirational. Wow, that's amazing. Going back to your portfolio, on your bio, you have said, I use my work to promote inclusivity and conversations around humanity and social change. And throughout the podcast, you've also mentioned a couple of times that this is basically your your motivation in your work and your intention. So how exactly do you use your artwork to communicate this vision? I, I know uh, like in the society, there are a lot of challenges here and there. Uh, there like right now, we have different different uh what ethnic gender or yeah sex communities that are growing and coming up we have issues that are coming up daily like climate change and stuff so i always try to reflect on that and create something out of it so people when people talk about things like uh inclusive in their work, uh, creatives have different approaches. So someone will come and create something uh, that directly communicates the exact thing. But for myself, I always try to go an extra mile and express the issue the way I feel about it. And this can also be influenced by what time is it and you know how i'm feeling at that point so just being around people so like i'm mostly inspired by people and creating spaces uh it's just like uh you had mentioned sometime uh, uh in one of your in one of these episodes that uh, the reason why you know the show started is because there was uh you know less or lack content about creatives in the market and everything so me on the other end I'm inspired by people and spaces and try and I create things that, you know, I design experiences, I design structures that will impact the community so that we try to do away with these issues of, you know, uh, gender biasness and stuff. So I always try to communicate that and sometimes it doesn't appear as people would expect. And uh, I've learned to accept it because, yeah, people communicate differently. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so, of course, you also mentioned that you're an abstract illustrator. So, yeah, I can yes. see. Yeah, I can see what you mean by saying that you have a different way of communicating 
your current emotions as you illustrate or the space that you are in at that moment. Okay, that's really, really intriguing. So going to your client work, is there an experience that you've had with a client that was a teachable moment for you? It was like, after this happened, after this has happened, I'm never going to do this again. Or it was a positive experience. And you said, wow, I would like to work with more clients like this. Is there any experience that you've had with a client that has stood out to you? One thing that uh, as creatives, uh, one challenge is that we face, uh, the first client will always, <laughs> uh, yeah, will always teach you a lesson. So there are those clients that will always uh, make you regret doing something. And uh, I can say one of the projects that I've done so far and that they've created an impact on me until now is uh, the project that I did for Nairobi Design Week. Uh, I'm still like working for them until now. So I was introduced to them through their shows and everything and I approached them. I was like, I'm interested in this and that. I would love to try my style uh, to brand something that you guys are working on. And they gave me that opportunity. And I did that for like some months. And, you know, it was good. At least it gave me the chance to explore and do some sort of things. But after that three months, uh, the project didn't get to uh, being used and stuff. But I still maintained it. And, you know, after one year, people started realizing uh, and seeing the project, my style, and they started appreciating and I started selling stuff. So it kind of showed me that uh, everything has its time. So I might be doing something today and it might not appear to show impact or to at least give you what you are expecting. But with time and when you keep on working hard on it and practicing, they'll all be, they'll obviously be an impact. Uh, yeah, that's quite interesting. Like I have seen your work with Nairobi Design Week, but I didn't know it was made a year ago because it's actually really cool. <laughs> yeah, people started noticing this year, so it takes time for people to realize your potential and stuff for you to get the exposure you want. So my final question is, if anyone wanted to reach out to you for collaboration or for some work commission, um, how would they be able to reach you? Uh, they can reach me on LinkedIn and Instagram or even on Beyonce as Felix Oaga or Fellow Bahet. Bahet is my brand name. I have a design studio that I'm working from. So... We are two of us for now. Uh, it's been active for one year. So you can also reach me through my studio, Fellow Byte, or Byte Studios, sorry. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I feel like I've learned so much from you, especially when you spoke about your, your background, where you're from, and what inspires your work. Honestly, I feel inspired to work hard and increase my hours because... I am also learning some new things, some new some new skills, basically. I really appreciate uh, your invite and being on the show. Yeah, um, thank you so much. You are welcome back 
anytime if you have any more stories interesting design or uh, art related stories to tell and yeah i hope you enjoyed this episode this has been uncurated podcast we will be uploading a new episode every week so follow our instagram page uncurated.podcast for updates and more fun creative content enjoy the rest of your week